All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. I'm Dr. Priyanka Wally, medical doctor and stand-up comedian. And I'm Sean Hayes, actor and hypochondriac. It's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I am America's first hypochondriactor. Good morning, Sean. <laughs> Good morning, Priyanka. We are doing this here. Yeah. I like um, your bright yellow. I like the bright yellow. Thank you. You know, I'm trying to tap into more fire energy. You know, in the in when it's colder, yeah. I like to wear kind of warmer, brighter colors because yeah. I think it actually brightens and warms Ooh, that's the spirit. Good. You know, yeah, that's good. It is cold, by the way. They can't see you. You're wearing a bright yellow sweater, and it's really cute and it looks really cozy. Thank you. It is very cozy, and I see you're wearing a bright red hat. I'm wearing with <laughs> ISU. Is yeah, that Il- am I saying Illinois that right? State yeah. University? Yeah. Yes, that's where I went. Right. One of the greatest schools in the country. Where you're also an honorary doctorate. I have an honorary doctorate, right? (laughs) So, yeah, Um, we have a double doctor episode. That's right. Um, And there's a scholarship set up there that I have uh, every year to help a student out. So, really? Yeah, every year. The Sean Hayes Foundation Scholarship? Yeah, it's not a foundation. It's just a Sean Hayes Scholarship. I think that's that's what it's called. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, to help somebody in the arts. Oh, in the arts. Okay. Primarily in, in theater. And do they get to meet you if they win the scholarship? You know, um, they. I don't know. How, I don't know how that works. I know that I'm not allowed legally to meet them or get involved. Really? Uh, yeah. There's some like legal thing for anybody who gives, uh, you know, money for. Even after they win it, like obviously that makes sense that you can't vet someone into right, getting that. Right. But once they get it, they still can't meet you. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I did. I did meet one of them. Uh, one of the recipients like a year ago mm-hmm. at Goodnight Oscar when I was doing it in Chicago. Oh, And he wow. was in the audience and and I did a talk back afterwards, which is like, you know, you talk, you do a Q&A for yeah, people yeah. who stick around afterwards. And he was in there and I was like, I almost was in tears. Like, yeah. he's he's flourishing and he's doing really, really well. And we wish him all the luck. And you were like, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. The lawyer said I can't talk to you, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to go no. cry in the corner. I think I think afterwards, it's uh, afterwards. And it's been several years for, for this particular uh, recipient to uh, meet. You know, Sean, that's so moving. I mean, it's like, what a legacy. You're oh leaving. my gosh. Well, you know what I mean? The, like, know, but like, it it like moves me to tears is like knowing that I can do that. Like, and I have oh. the ability to do that. And when you do that and you feel that you change somebody's life like that, or not, you know, yeah. hugely, but it, it just helps them along the way. Oh, definitely. It's, just, it's the best feeling in the whole world. And it I do really it every is. single year for the rest of my life. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. It's like really cool to hear that. You know yeah. who else is really, really cool, Sean? <gasps> yes. Our guest today, Hillary Burton. Hillary Burton's on the show. How cool yes. is that? One Tree Hill. Did you watch One Tree Hill all the time? I didn't watch One Tree Hill, but I would watch TRL, Total Request Live. Of I remember course. watching Hillary on TRL. This is a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. I know TRL. That, that was so... <laughs> Oh my God, that was so long ago. And what was it? I didn't watch okay, it a lot, but... Yeah, all it was was just famous people like getting together, chit-chatting, talking about the latest so music talk video. Show. And yeah, but there wasn't actually sitting. It wasn't like in a studio. They would just be like yeah. out and about, live audience. And I think in New York Times, they would do a lot of stuff in New York. And Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, that was so long ago. If you could tell yourself back then... 
something that you needed to know for now, what would it be? Oh man, the best advice I've ever gotten. Yeah. Righty tidy, lefty, lefty Lucy. Lucy. That's the best <laughs> advice. That is By the so way, sage advice. I, I don't understand how people don't understand that. <laughs> oh right? They're like, well, which way is right? If I tighten the peanut butter jar, you got to like, think about it like a, a clock. Like a clock. It right. has to be clocked. So righty yeah, tidy, lefty Lucy. Lefty, on everything in the world. Brilliant. I mean, yeah. how is life? It's like the best life hack. And by the way, you can use that for your sex life. You can use that for so many other areas. Right? <laughs> you heard it here, folks, on a contractor. Tantric version. It, it, it really is so applicable to so many areas. All right. So before we get to the lovely Hillary, let's get to our recorded messages. Uh, the first one's from someone named Vanessa. Let's listen to Vanessa. Okay. Hi, Sean. Hi, Dr. Wally. This is Vanessa. And I uh, listened to your first podcast probably about a month and a half ago. And then I fell in love with it and I have been binge watching it every single day, every binge single listening. one of your podcasts going backwards um, until I get to the end of them. I'm still not there yet, but I absolutely love it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the entertainment and for the education. I've learned so much. Anyway, um, I don't know that I have so much as a weird medical thing, but I have had a lot of broken bones and I'm going to give you the list of them, but this is only <laughs> in the last like 10 years or so. So in 2011, I broke my back, um, actually my TPs, my transverse processes, um, Sean, check with Dr. Wally. Oh, yeah. so you know what that I is? I need to know what that is. On L1 through L4. Yeah. I missed one, L5. Um, and then in 2018, I had just that simple scope surgery on my left knee. 2019, I had the same scope surgery on my right knee. Uh, 2020, I broke my pelvis, which wow. was pretty crazy. Uh, 2021, I broke my right pinky. You think a pinky is not important yeah. until you break it and yeah. you don't have use of That's it. Right. And then you realize, I really need this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then in 2022, this year, I broke my sternum when a motorcycle Whoa. landed on top of me. Crazy stories. Anyway, um, love your show. Thank you so much. Bye. Wow, Vanessa. So, Vanessa, what a story. First of all, sounds like she needs to watch where she's going. <laughs> right. I wondered, I, when I first, like, when I'm listening, I was wondering, okay, is this just bad luck? Or maybe there's a, a is What's there an underlying, on? like, yeah. genetic issue to make yeah. your bones really fragile or something? Yeah. Um, vitamin D, vitamin D, right? Right. Is there a vitamin D issue and, um, you know, screening for osteoporosis? There's... yeah. There's all these medical, like osteogenesis imperfecta is this genetic bone condition where your bones get really fragile yeah. and you're susceptible to fractures. Right. She should go get whatever you say to go get your bones checked out. What do you do? You, you wonder, right? Uh, there's a bone scan. It's literally yeah. called a bone scan. Go and, get a bone scan. But, you know, it could just be clumsiness or bad luck. Yeah. What if you said, go get a bone scam? With an M. A bone scam. Yeah, right? like just like scam some oh, new man, bones. I feel like that is an industry that exists already. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's a startup in Silicon Valley. Right. Bone but scam. wait, I wrote those all down. She broke her back, her left knee, her right knee, her pelvis, her right pinky and her sternum. First of all, I know the I know the pinky problem. I have the pinky You've problem right now. You've broken your pinky? No, no, no. Wait, what's going I just on have with a your little pinky? Bit, I just have a little bit of like, a, I don't know what it is. Like I pulled a Like a tendonitis? Muscle. Or something? It's not tendonitis and it's not arthritis. I don't know okay. what it is, but I relate to Vanessa. What do you feel in your pinky exactly? I feel like when I spread it like that, uh huh, that that 
uh, feels um, like not strained. It feels like tight, like a pulled muscle. Oh, interesting. And then okay. when I put it together with my fourth like that, and I don't spread it anymore, it feels totally fine. Oh, interesting. Have you seen someone about that yes, yet? Yes, yes. And I got the little PRP in there. They put PRP in your pinky. Yeah, did nothing. They, that's a PPRP. <laughs> it's um, a PPRP, yeah. And did it do anything or not you're waiting on the results? I, I mean, okay. look, it's been, what, seven weeks? I think, Sean, now you are officially more percentage PRP than you are human. <laughs> You are like 80. You should change your, what is it on? What is it on Twitter? You have your like, I'm 30% styrofoam or something. Yeah. That you should be like really 82% funny. PRP. I'm like the PRP Terminator. I'm more. Oh I'm my gosh. Vanessa, Wait, Vanessa. Oh my thank God. Thank you for telling us that. Oh, and um, the transverse process in case Sean, Vanessa yeah, mentioned. That? That. So, you know, on your back, when you touch your back, you can feel your bones. Do you yeah. feel your bones on your back? Like yeah. that's your spinal column. Yeah. That bony projection is yeah. the transverse process of your vertebral column. Oh my God. She broke that too. Uh, yeah, apparently, which okay, is... Okay, so wait, Vanessa, it's yeah. clear, I was writing down everything you said and all the years. He really you had was. Something, I really was. You wrote, uh, I, you had 11, 2011, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Please call us back with this year's broken yeah. bone oh, issue. Oh, yeah, I, Vanessa, we'll have to really get you on the show live. Yeah. We're not looking forward to the pain you're going to incur, but we're looking forward to the return phone call with whatever you broke this year. Yes, yes. And thank you so much for your support of the show. Yes, and your so sweet of you. We yes. love that. Thank we you. We love you back. Um, so let's get to our next caller. Um, this is from a person named Jules. Let's listen. Hi, Sean and Priyanka. My name is Jules. I am from Portland, Oregon, and I have a uh, interesting medical story, I think, because every time I tell it to somebody, they think it's so crazy that it happened. Um, so <laughs> when I was seven, I was learning how to ride a two-wheeler for the first time. And my brother had a bike that had brakes on the handlebars and the bike that I got had brakes on the pedals. And uh -huh. I didn't know that that was a thing. So in the town that we lived in, we had giant hills and I was going down this hill. And then all of a sudden I realized I don't have brakes on my handlebars and not knowing that brakes on the pedals were a thing. I just thought I didn't have brakes. So I continue going down this hill and then there's a driveway at the end of our block that is even steeper than the hill. And I go down and I'm screaming my head off and I end up going down the driveway and flipping over the handlebars and I Superman into the driveway. I ended up breaking both of my arms. I got two black eyes and I got uh, a bump the size of an egg on my head. And if I didn't wow. have my helmet, uh, I might not be here. So wear your helmets. Thank uh. you so much for your show. It's awesome. And see you later. Mm. Oh my Thank gosh, you, Jules, Jules, for that. And yes, rule number one of bike safety, wear a helmet. Yeah. And is she friends with Vanessa? I know. Because there's like... <laughs> there are bones breaking. More broken bones. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Thank God, Jules, so, you were wearing a helmet. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine? I don't even I want know. to imagine. You know, a lot of people don't... There's There's ways to wear your helmet correctly. Like... It's supposed to be right above your eyebrows yeah. and it can't slide around your head. Sometimes people wear helmets and their whole forehead is exposed. That's yeah. wrong. Yeah, you got to see. You got turns yeah. out you got to see. Yeah. Well, you got <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you know the straps, the straps need to form this Y right under the ear. Yeah. And the snugness People don't realize, like, if you have it on right, but it's loose, like, your helmet should be so snug that the chin strap, like, when you open your mouth, yeah. it pulls down on the helmet. 
Yeah. That's the right level of snugness. Yeah. So, 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 so you can't, like, you need a straw to eat your food, right? Like yeah. That. That, well, like, yeah, that might right. be too tight because that could then, yeah. like, hurt your neck, right? Yeah. So here's what I would do. Here's my, one of my, first of all, um, Jules, thank God you're okay. And yeah. At the time, I'm sure it was awful. You had two broken arms, but thank God it was only two broken arms. Mm, so, yeah. but I must say, like, part of my fantasy of being a parent would be like, so if I was the parent of Jules at the time, I'd be like, or any kid, I'd uh-huh. be like, okay, so you have to wear your helmet. The kid be like, no, I don't want to wear a helmet. It doesn't look good. I don't look cool. I look stupid. I don't want to wear uh-huh. a helmet. Okay, so I'm going to show you videos now of, on YouTube <laughs> of what it looks like when you don't wear a helmet. Okay, oh, you're going to sit and you're going to watch them. And this is what happens if you don't wear a helmet. And it's going to be horrible recounts and whatever and and images of people who don't wear a helmet. And it's like, this is why you got to wear a helmet. You know, my don't do drugs conversation growing up, my father is an ER doctor. Yeah. So this is a long time ago. He's like, he's like, do you want to come with me to work? And so I go to the ER (gasps) and he was like, how old were you? I was really young. Yeah. I had to have been less than 10. Okay. This is like in Los Angeles, like County Hospital, Martin Luther King Hospital, which no longer exists. Okay. And people didn't even have rooms. Like it was all like curtains and stuff. So he turns to me, he's like, do you want to know what happens when you inject drugs in your arm? And I was like, what? Yeah. And he's like, let me show you. So he pulled, and he got, he asked the patient, can I show my daughter your right. arm? He got so permission. he finds this guy who was injecting drugs into his arm and it got super infected and it was like his arm blew up and he opens the curtain and he's like, this is what happens when you do drugs. And yeah, you know, like, and, and then the, guy, the patient was like, yeah, don't make the same mistakes as me, kid. Right. Oh my God. It totally worked. That's it what I'm saying. It scared the shit out of yeah. me. I didn't smoke pot until med school. That's yeah. how like. I well, just... sure. I mean, but that's good. But that's good. Like I think it was kids need to be aware of the consequences. You know, but like that was a bit extreme. I don't know. know. I, mean? like, I don't know. I'm for it. I'm for it. Drug use. <laughs> I'm for it. I'm for it. Oh that's my how, goodness. I, I, I would parent the same way. You know, Jules, thank you for yes. sharing this. Yeah. I think it's really important. Um, also, you know, people don't realize like if your helmet has been involved in a crash, yeah, you got to throw away the helmet. Don't reuse the helmet. Like if your helmet has scratch Just marks on it, it you need yeah. to get a new helmet. Why? Because it's it's, it's breaking. It's, it's, it's kind of done. breaking down. Yeah, yeah. you got to get fresh helmets. So, um, oh my God. Jules, thank you for that. Thank you for yeah. that story. I love that. Okay, guys, uh, we love hearing from you. If you want to call and tell us a story, we love it. The number to yes. leave a message is 1-323-529-6031. Again, 323-529-6031. Keep sharing your stories with us. Let's get to our guest. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, I'm going to talk to you about something really quick. When I was a much younger lad, I faced this situation at a job that I had. I was kind of being pushed in a corner and pushed in a corner from this one boss I had. And I finally couldn't take it anymore. And so I set a boundary for myself. And that's when I learned I grew like 10 feet tall in emotional growth. And I just kind of put these boundaries in myself. And I said, you know what? You can't treat me like this. And I learned that through therapy. You know, getting to know yourself like that can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Talking through my experience with that particular boss and that particular job really helped give me the strength to vocalize about boundaries and not be so afraid about vocalizing what it is I need. And boy, 
It changed my life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash hypochondriactor today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash hypochondriactor. We are supported by Indeed. When it comes to hiring, you need to trust your gut. But what if you could give your gut some help when you want to find top talent fast? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. So, Sean, you know I juggle... A private Period. practice, a you podcast, and I'm literally juggling right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I needed to hire an assistant to help yes. with all my Your lifestyle life. stuff. And I used Indeed. That's great. Yeah. And, and, and I was it able out, to right? find someone. Yeah. And it worked out great. I yeah. love that. I love that. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com slash actor to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash actor. Indeed.com slash actor. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, <gasps> that is oh my God! Our guest today is an actor known for her role on the iconic teen drama One Tree Hill. She's also an author, a podcaster, and what a candy shop owner. I can't wait to ask about that. It's the incredible Hillary Burton. Hillary, hello. Hi. Hillary, oh, welcome. Wait, look I'm at you. I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you. Wait, you look like you look like you you're in like this gorgeous wingback chair with this oh, that like chair. you look like you're in like a like a smoking lounge, like a bunch of weed. Crocodile a, head on yeah, your yeah. coffee yeah. table. Yeah, she's 100%. like yeah. <laughs> no, this is our garage. Um, oh, it is. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. When the pandemic hit, my husband and I uh, did a TV show for AMC called Friday Night In with the Morgans, and <sighs> we had to have a place to do it. And so right. we just built this garage, and we're like. I guess we're going to turn that into our studio. And so, yeah, it's not convenient when he's trying to, you know, tinker with cars and bikes and things. Oh, right. But it's a right. good place to hide out from your kids. Wait, do you record your amazing podcast there? I do, yeah. This is my lady <laughs> hangout. So wow. is there ever an engine going off in the background? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the time. And I'm like throwing shit, just like, fight, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I got to know, what is the story behind that crocodile head? Where did you get that Girl. from? Is, is that it? real? What is, is going on there? Yeah. Is it an ashtray? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> uh, am I going to um, have to mail this to you? Oh, um, my goodness. Is that real? Look at that. Yeah, it's real. Come on, you guys. I have done so many what? movies in Louisiana, and everybody as a rap gift gives you a gator head. Like, I've got uh, seven yeah. of these things. Uh, Everyone's yes. just like... Everyone thinks they're the first person to give me a gator head. That's a funny. Wow. I did yeah. a movie in Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, then right? you got one too. Yes. I, <laughs> I'm sitting on mine right now. I Perfect. turned it into a chair. I turned it into a chair. It's actually his toilet seat now. <laughs> oh, glamour. <laughs> me and uh, me and Jennifer Coolidge were the supporting cast in some movie that we shot years ago. And there was nothing. Great people, but, you know, quiet town. So we, yeah. all we did was hang out at the Sonic. But anyway, uh -huh. um, <laughs> it's a good drive through. It's amazing. All right. So wait, I'm so sorry to ask about this, but I just have to know because you co-own 
Samuel's Sweet Shop with your husband and Paul Rudd and his wife. Yeah. And go. Like, yeah, what? Yeah, what's the story? Yeah. Dude, we, when we moved to this town, the local candy store owner, Ira Gutner, was the unofficial mayor of town. I mean, he Wait, was what in the town? Nitty- what town? Rhinebeck, New York. Okay. Um, mm. And so he was in like the knitting circle with the ladies. There was a walking <laughs> club. His <laughs> shop was the coffee shop in town. So like yeah. us old people hung out there getting caffeine and then all the kids would go nuts with all the candy. And so he unexpectedly oh. passed away very quickly. And we uh-huh. saw all these other people circling the business, like wanting to turn it into a bike shop or like a cyber cafe. And so we all went to dinner one night and we were like, who wants to try this? Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So it, it's it was a learning curve for us. But so, and it's still open. It's, it's still awesome. open and running and great. And it's jamming now. I mean, wow. Oh, wow. I think Paul being sexiest man alive was a really yeah. big oh, feather right. in our cap. Because <laughs> yeah. now we only sell sexy candy. So. Right, sure, sure. We should do, you oh, guys, should, wow. I'll, I'll go in with you. We should do like a whole Willy Wonka thing where we start like a, oh, yeah. write a candy bar that has a ticket and then they get something. I don't know what it yeah. is. But first of all, One Tree Hill, you're probably sick of talking about it. You have a podcast about it. You no. were on it. You were amazing. What Wasn't it so cool to be like on a hit show, like right out of the gate for you? Baby, like, they did not tell us it was a hit show. We were down in Wilmington, North Carolina, and there was no social media. So all we ever heard was, we're like, wow. you're going to get canceled. Don't ask for anything. And wow. we were just little kids. And you're so like, we had oh. no idea. Yeah, it oh, wasn't wow. until recently that we're like, wait a second, y'all watch that show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, cool. that's, that's unbelievable. I know. Ugh, I know. All right, so listen. Yeah. So wait, let's talk about amnesia. That's what you want to talk about. Well, I want to yes. get into it. Did you have it? No, no. So listen, my fluffy, fun job is Drama Queens, the podcast that I do with the girls from One Tree Hill. But my real job is I am the creator and host of a show called It Couldn't Happen Here on Sundance. And what we do is we go into small towns like the one I live in, and we examine a case where the judicial system has further victimized people. Real cases. Yes, real cases. And so there's been so many screw ups, but nobody's paying attention because it takes place in a really small town. Right, right. And the thing that we run into over and over and over again is amnesia. Everybody claims amnesia. And there's one case in particular that's making me insane. And is it a legitimate defense? (laughs) I mean, in a small town. Apparently. Oh, really? We had a young man, a young black man, get shot in broad daylight on his white father-in-law's porch. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was multiple gunshot wounds in the back. He was laying flat on the porch. It's clearly like assassination-style shooting. Oh, my God. The father-in-law is a reverend in town. So Mm. the next day... He goes and does a tour with law enforcement and gives them a very detailed account of what happened. He acts stuff out. He gives them a full tour of the house. I mean, it is in depth. It's almost like he's giving a sermon. And this took place down in North Carolina, the Christian Griggs case. By the way, just pause for two seconds. What's the name of the show again? It couldn't happen here. And mm-hmm. what if this is a brilliant idea for a show? I'm going to watch the show. Hey, thanks. It's yeah, on no, it's like or AMC Plus, you know? No, like, I mean, it's like I, I'm I'm into the law of all of that, like the legality of all that and oh, the injustice dude. of it and all of that. It, it's going to get me so angry. Criminals, it's the worst criminals are judges, district attorneys, yeah, and sheriffs for sure, half the sure, time. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So sorry. And keep so, going. So this reverend gives this very in depth tour. 
and okay. then realizes, uh-oh, the autopsy doesn't line up with the story I told. Yeah. He goes to a treatment center, and when he comes out and the family has to take him to civil court because yeah. local law enforcement won't press charges. Right. Uh-huh. He claims total amnesia. He cannot remember one single thing about what happened. Uh-huh. Anymore. And I, anymore. I mean, and I know that PTSD is a real thing. I know that trauma right. is a real thing. But yeah. in a court of law, what burden of proof do you have to have to say right. like yes i have amnesia or can right. we all just walk around saying that well, well you know from yeah, what from yeah. what very little i understand about the medical causes of things leading to legal issues unless the amnesia is secondary to an underlying mental health issue like you mentioned trauma ptsd depression they can all present as forgetfulness as one of the symptoms. But to have isolated amnesia, I mean, the only diagnosis in medicine, there's something called transient global amnesia, where someone temporarily forgets and they have an inability to form new memories and it lasts about 24 hours. So what happened in this case? Did the amnesia argument work in the civil court or... Law enforcement completely refused to even put the evidence before a grand jury. They wouldn't oh, do it. Oh, wow. Because, because has of never that? Seen this. Because the sheriff is protecting this yeah, local the reverend. reverend. And wow. so he's still walking around free. Uh, so oh, the wow. family, who is a military family, their uh-huh. son was in the military, their son who died, they deserve more respect. And they knew Obviously, they deserved more respect. Yeah. And so yeah. they... They took him to civil court and the reverend was found guilty by a mm-hmm. jury of mm-hmm. his peers mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have murdered this son-in-law and mm-hmm. still law enforcement won't press charges. Oh, wow. Because, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's real bad. That's yeah, crazy. So that's some Where is this deep... again? What town is this? This is in Anger, North Carolina. It's oh, right wow. outside of Raleigh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, wow. And it's, it's frustrating because it's so blatant. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I this mean, amnesia is just, you know. Yeah. Wait. So, so using amnesia as a sort of legal defense, I think in most courts does not stand up because, okay. you know, doctors would be getting approached a lot to have this sort of diagnosis labeled. Aside from transient global amnesia, you can't really say that amnesia happened unless there's an underlying issue. Was there a motivation to, uh, behind, you know, this? this yeah. Yeah. Why, yeah. why would yeah. he kill his son-in-law? Christian Griggs uh, had separated from his daughter and they were withholding the, the grandchild from oh, Christian. wow. And so he had an elderly relative that came to town who he really wanted to introduce to his daughter for the first time. And he went to pick her up Friday night and they said, go away. And then he went to pick her up Saturday morning and they're like, she's not here. Mm-hmm. And so there was a verbal altercation, but it wasn't wasn't anything yeah. that you would expect yeah. would lead to a murder. Yeah. Right. And the next thing you know, you know, he's dead on a front porch and his parents are driving over and finding him. Wow. On his front porch. Oh my God, yeah. that's terrible. That's tr- devastating, yeah. Is there a way to test for amnesia or prove yeah. amnesia. I see brain scans on Instagram all the time. Everybody's talking about <laughs> like, come get your brain scan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I specifically talking about transient global yeah. amnesia, TGA, it's clinical. There's no sort of like diagnostic criteria. And basically it's 
people presenting with this sort of very short episode of um, they they can't remember things that are happening. It happens abruptly. One of the signs sometimes they might repeat questions a lot that if you're talking to someone who's actively having transient global amnesia, yeah. they might ask the same questions, Question. but they don't lose their sense of self. They don't have any like focal weakness, like, like a stroke, which, you know, your face might get droopy or anything. There's never any like trauma to the head. They haven't lost consciousness. And usually within 24 hours, the episode resolves. Yeah. But there's no way to go back and like prove it or test for it or anything. Unfortunately yeah. not. It's something yeah. that you would have to talk to the person and and get that. So Yeah. But what you're saying is there's no way he could give a full tour the day after the that, shooting. See, yeah. And then get it like a month later. No, see, right. transient global amnesia happens during that time. It happens like it's a live thing that's happening. So let's say this person did kill this person and then gave a tour. Maybe the amnesia happened after the fact, but like unless they had amnesia during it, I mean, it doesn't make sense that he would be able to recollect everything. Right. Um, yeah. But, you right. know, obviously there, I, I mean, there's clearly some issues with the storytelling here around. Yeah. What's going on? Wow, it's fascinating. I love that you're doing that show, Hillary. That's really, really Thanks. cool. I mean, I could listen to other stories just to get me fucking riled up and angry. Well, listen, there's about a million different excuses they all use. I'm and, sure. And medical excuses tend to be pretty prevalent. Remember, so. the, remember, yeah. the, remember the Twinkie defense in the Harvey Milk case? Do you know this? No. So, the, what was so, so, so you know who Harvey Milk was. Yeah, yeah, yeah Milk of course, the, of course. Yeah, the the the, the uh, in San Francisco, and um, the guy who killed Harvey Milk. The defense was it's now called the Twinkie defense, which he said he had too many Twinkies and he was high, and he was too revved up on sugar to know to, to to make logical you know sense of anything or something oh, like that. Wow. I'm paraphrasing. Did obviously. that stand in court? N no, no, no. No. Okay. Didn't. <laughs> no uh, God. I don't think so. I don't think so. But people will reach for anything. Yeah, I mean, amazing. Oh, it's so the Twinkie defense. I had too much sugar. By the way, <laughs> that would be my my problem every single day. I, by the way, Priyanka, I didn't open the show. I have a cavity. <gasps> no way. Yeah, 52 years that? old. 52 years old, I have a cavity. Yeah, say, what are you, six? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that your first cavity, Sean? No, I've had, I have, I have tons of them growing oh, up. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Ugh. because, you know, I wasn't, there was, my mom was working, dad left when I was, five. like, there's yeah. no parenting. So nobody mm -hmm. be like, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. So I would just eat anything and mm -hmm. forget to brush my teeth. Now I'm a crazy oral hygienist. Mm -hmm. Well, we sell candy fangs at the candy store. <laughs> there you go. So if you need another <laughs> set... I'm always fall out. an opportunity. <laughs> um, but isn't that crazy that I oh. had a cavity at 52 years old? Anyway. Hey, it happens. It totally happens. I know, but it's I have to go get a crown on and whatever. And not on go, my head. Get gold. Get gold. Yeah, Make girl. it fashion. Yeah. <laughs> so when I smile, just like, blink. Hillary, before we move to the game, I was curious, you know, if there's any crazy medical stories that you've had or anything you want to share. Oh, Lord. ERs. ER stories are my favorite. Like, this happened and I had to go to the ER and I was rushed. Honestly... I have kind of um, a lot of anxiety about Christmas morning because in fifth grade, <laughs> my brothers all got rollerblades. I have three uh -huh. brothers. Okay. Uh -huh. I did not get rollerblades. No okay. one bought me those. And uh -huh. so I tried on my brother's rollerblades and yep. thought I was going to be real slick in the yep. kitchen of our house. And I fell and I broke my arm. And I broke it <sighs> like Oof. bad. It yeah. was bad. Mm. Uh -huh. And did it break the skin? 
did it come out it of the skin? It didn't break the skin, but it was it was visible. It, it was not a yeah, yeah. break. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, like, you know, had some dicky relatives that were like, oh, well, Hillary Rohn questions us, you know. <laughs> and so, so to this day, like, ER reminds me of holidays and oh, okay. also Christmas morning. I'm yeah. so stressed all morning until we can get past the rollerblade phase. Uh, oh, Christmas my goodness. Morning. Do you have so, kids? Yeah, I do. I've got two. And neither one of them are allowed to play on wheels. Oh, wow. Is right. that true? Is that <laughs> true? <laughs> Uh, we don't have roller skates. They bike and scooters. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm curious, as you're recounting this story, are you noticing like signs in your body that are showing that yeah. you're a little activated? Yeah. No, I definitely, like my palms are sweaty talking about it. Like, wow, you see, yeah. scratching my arm. Yeah. I'm yeah. literally scratching the arm that I broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, so it was, it was that yeah. bad? It was really bad. That sounds really uh, traumatic, you know, um, to go through that. And it sounds like if every year you're sort of reminded about that, that sort of does, and and you have actual symptoms, I mean, that does sort of meet the criteria for PTSD. Oh, um, great. uh, (laughs) Along that, you know. um, And has that that incident, so you mentioned it's impacted your Christmas mornings even years later. Is that? Oh, sure. Yeah, Yeah, I passed out one Christmas morning in my 20s just because I was so stressed. Like, mm. everything's got to go right. Everything's got to go right. Oh, but I think, really? I think a lot of um, mothers feel that anxiety. I think a lot of yes. parents feel that anxiety. Absolutely. I maybe just started experiencing it a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. And it sounds like there was a very clear event tied to that <laughs> holiday. And it doesn't help that in our society, we treat Christmas like it's, you know, yeah. this super important monumental thing. It can be very activating, even if you haven't had a traumatic experience around that holiday. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. So you actually passed out. You lost consciousness. Yeah. I passed out, yeah, like in my 20s. I just, wow. I, and there was no real reason for it. I was just so stressed, stressed. out about yeah. Christmas. So you, I'm listening to you and I'm seeing you and I'm hearing you and I'm feeling what you're saying. And yeah. I'm getting, and you can tell me if, you're, if I'm wrong, I'm getting you're very type A. You like to like have things how you like to have them clean house everybody's in dry. we're gonna do this this is how we're gonna you gotta get to school well, by don't now. go oh. crazy with the clean house we live on <laughs> okay. a farm the crocodile okay. shells okay. have to be in okay. order yeah but, yeah but, the crocodile but heads you, but you like <laughs> but you like schedules and you like form and right is, am I getting any of that right I think I mean I'm the I'm the one that's here all the time. And so, yeah, yeah I'm uh, the one that like coordinates kids' schedules and yeah. mm-hmm. the farm and work. And Is it hard to release control? Is it hard to kind of uh, live loosey-goosey without a, a, a schedule oh, yeah, or a plan? No, no. no. Yeah. my husband and I just went to Sundance for a couple of days and had nothing to do for three days and yeah. never left our room. Yeah. The anxiety of having yeah. to make a plan yeah. that didn't involve like basketball and yes. kids like Aww. theater and yeah. yeah, I didn't know I'm how the, to do it. I'm the same way. I'm exactly the same way. We're the same person. Okay, great. <laughs> Let's play the game. Let's, Let's play, play the, the game. game. We're going to heal together. And, and I just want to <laughs> say, Hillary, thank you for sharing that. I, I know yeah. that can't be easy to kind of go back to that place. And so, you know, I just want to honor that vulnerability. Oh, so nice. thank you. Yeah. We're all messy people. We're yeah. all a mess. <laughs> That's so true. But you know what isn't a mess? Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame game. Oh, so what? hit what? it. We're gonna this hit is it. great. You're each going to get three questions. And if you don't know the answer, guess, because I give possible points for creativity. Sean, you're up first. Are you ready? I'm born. Okay, Sean, <laughs> how is 
a zygote formed. Zygote. Well, first you have to know what a zygote is. Isn't yeah. Isn't a zygote like a... How is it formed? Yeah. Okay, so don't yeah, don't what, freak or, out. What is in a zygote? You I know. feel like a zygote is like a chromosome or something when the sperm fertilizes the egg or something like that. Is that right? Oh my gosh, <gasps> John, that's right. Is that right? Only man in America. Yes. I honestly right? cannot believe. How did you know that, Sean? That's I don't incredible. remember because it starts with an X, right? Okay, so zygote is a fertilized egg cell that results from the union of an egg and a sperm. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it? So a zygote is a fertilized egg. It's a fertilized egg. It's basically when a sperm and an egg combine, yeah. and then you form a two-celled organism, why do I know which that? is a zygote. That's so I, I, don't, crazy. I don't know why you know that. But it's interesting because the word zygote is actually the Greek word for yoke, which is the coming oh, together. So there you interesting. Go. Just had one this morning. Yeah. <laughs> a chicken, a chicken one, not a human one. A chicken not a one, human, not a human one. Right. Sean not does not eat babies, no, just for the record. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> second question for Sean. Yeah. Okay. Jane Campion, Chloe Zhao, and Catherine Bigelow are the only women to win which major film award? Well, come on. The Oscar. For? Well, I'll give oh, it to for, you. It I is the Oscar. To, wait, I have to name each movie they won no, no, for? No, 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 no. It's the Oscar for best director. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah, yeah. that's director. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Third question. That was like that was it. That was so easy. Yeah. No, it was easy for you. I was like, oh crap, am I going to pronounce these names right? Uh, yeah. That's, even that's my what... brain was a little fried this morning. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh lord, help me. Okay. A third question for Sean. Wait, wait, time movie- out, time out, really quick before I said it. So I was doing a musical on Broadway, Promises, Promises, and Catherine <laughs> yes. Bigelow <gasps> came to watch like 10 performances in a row because what? she was making a show on HBO about theater. Uh-huh. By the way, she's amazing. And the writer was John Logan and he's amazing. And afterwards she said, uh, like after like five or six or seven performances, she said to somebody backstage, he's really good. He should do like a TV show or something. <laughs> she, she had no, no idea any, anything about That's me or what I've done. Or anything. I thought it was fantastic. Okay, I third question. That. Okay, third question. In the movie Martin and Lewis, your character, Jerry Lewis, develops psychosomatic pains. Yes. Where in his body does he develop these psychosomatic pains? Uh, oh, his stomach. Is that, that right? That's correct. That is oh correct. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, very good. He, okay. it, it was a scene, I don't know if it's true or not, but it was a scene where Dean was getting a lot of the attention, so then Jerry had these psychosomatic symptoms so that really? they would turn back on it. I don't know if it's true, but it was in the movie that I did. It's it's definitely true. I mean, we see this in children, right? Well, I don't know the, if it's true during... for Jerry Lewis. Like that, oh, that I ha- see. Oh, okay. Those events you, you mean in real life, okay? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, about yeah. to go into this field. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Hillary, are you ready? I'm nervous. Uh, You're going to do get my butt kicked. He's three no, for three. No. Yeah, that's uh, by the way, a miracle. Never, Sean never, never does this well. You don't okay. even you don't even know what goes on. Okay, <laughs> um, Hillary. Uh, yes. First question: In what country is the World Health Organization headquartered? Oh God. Uh, um. In what European country is the World yeah. Health Organization headquartered? Oh, I don't know. Is it in like Switzerland? That's correct. It is. Oh my God. <laughs> Guys. Yeah, that's right. That, Very that, good. That's my zygote answer. Yeah. That's it. It's oh like, my gosh, you know. there's so much magical energy Just happening. Switzerland. Okay. okay, second question. What insurance company has had a fictional spokesperson named Flo since 2008? Oh, that's progressive, right? That's correct. Yes, mm-hmm. progressive. 
Good for her, though. I mean, I she know. works. I mean, that is like the best case scenario. <laughs> yeah, honestly, right. better than any TV shows, any films yeah. like yeah. Flow from Progressive. Give me that schedule. Like, yeah. how often does she film? <laughs> right? right? They probably film like 10 in a week. Oh, God. I love it. <laughs> okay, third question. Mm-hmm. On One Tree Hill, what was the name of the music label your character Peyton creates? Um, I've had to eat, sleep, breathe red bedroom records. Amen. For yes, the last <laughs> 20 <laughs> years, man. Okay. Shot. We have a Are tie. Are we doing a tiebreaker? Yeah, we're doing now a tiebreaker. Now we're going to do a tiebreaker round. So the way it works is first person to answer correctly or close enough wins. Okay. okay. Are you both ready? I'm yes. nervous. Let's go. I mean, I'm nervous okay. too. All feelings are welcome here. So, <laughs> okay. At the end of the film Titanic, what does the older Rose, so yeah. not Kate Winslet, older Rose do with the Heart of Ocean necklace? She drops in the ocean. She drops in the ocean. That yeah. Is, Hillary said it first. Congratulations, Guys, Hillary. You got I it. I had to watch that movie 300 <laughs> times with my son. That was, he's like That's six years movie. old and he just wants to watch Titanic. I can't, I, I love that. That's, that's crazy. Such, it's really I can't wait for the sequel. I can't wait for the sequel. Congratulations, Guys, Hillary. <laughs> Hillary, thank you. You're hey, in Dr. Thank you for being well here. Well deserved, my goodness. Hey, you are so sweet to show up and share that. I, I love the show called It Couldn't Happen Here. Mm-hmm. I love oh, ma- drama, drama queens. queens drama queens. I yeah. love that you're you doing that. You come play with us next time. We'll yeah, just yeah. get really dramatic and cry together. It'll be fun. And, <laughs> you know, I just want to say, you know, speaking as a person of color, thank you for naming another issue in our legal system that continues to oppress yeah. certain groups. And, and just highlighting that, I, I just want to, you know, thank you for that allyship. And also thank you for coming forth with your vulnerability about your difficult Christmas story. So it's really appreciated. We're going to turn it around doing Christmas movies in Louisiana, getting gator skulls. It's a gator Christmas. That's what it's It's a gator Christmas, friends. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks, Hillary. Good to see you. We love you. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye, honey. What a very cool person. I know. She's great. She had just this really beautiful, uplifting energy with those crocodiles all over her. And you can tell she's like a, a, you know, she's like a leader. She's like a, she's a tough gal, which I love. And thank you as well to our callers, Vanessa and Jules. Yes. Learned so much today about that. And guys, we love you. Thank you for listening as usual. Until next time, don't worry. Be healthy. Bye. Bye. Hypochondria Actor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Rebecca Eisenberg and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Original music by Scott Eisenogle and Leora Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.